Welcome to the NISO On Demand Experience Session, A Novel Pathway to Improved Orthodontic Hygiene. I'm Dr. Lou Schumann, and I will be your moderator for this session. And to start, I have the privilege of introducing our esteemed panel. Martin Greenwood, the CEO of Photodynamic, Dr. Alex McClellan, VP of Clinical and Regulatory at Photodynamic, Dr. Hattis Hasterk, Director of Clinical and Transla Translational Research at the Forsyth Institute, and Dr. Dan Stewart. It says orthodontist, but as we know, the president of NISO. It's wonderful to have you all here today, and let's begin, and I'll start with my first question to Martin. Uh, tell us about the company you've created and the technology you're bringing to orthodontics. Thank you. Good morning, Dr. Schumann. Thank you for the introduction. You know, I've been working with teams developing great new technology and products for 15 years. And product development folks like us are fortunate to create a single meaningful product in our career. And our team previously brought a novel neuropathic pain medication to market and distributed it in over 40,000 pharmacies across North America. And we did this at the peak of the opioid crisis. We provided the right product at the right time and created a safe alternative for those suffering from nerve pain, delaying and preventing opioid use. And I believe we saved lives doing it. This is a really meaningful impact for us. But I think the photodynamic technology we're introducing here today will be even more impactful. But before I get into that, let me start with an origin story. Dr. Sherry McFarlane, a brilliant medicinal chemist and discoverer of our technology was in her academic work creating new synthetic compounds for the biotech industry. And these compounds when activated by light kill cancer cells and bacterial, fungal and viral targets. And although in her work, she was creating new synthetic compounds, this technology originally evolved in plants as a defense mechanism against those microbial infections. The plants use natural sunlight to activate these compounds and on a daily basis, gently prevent these infections from taking hold. So it sounds like a pretty good approach, right? Gently prevent versus treat disease. So knowing that this technology is plant evolved, Sherry started thinking about invasive plant species, plants that travel all around the world, land on the shores of North America and outcompete native plants, despite never interacting with those native bacterial, viral, or fungal pathogens, never evolving direct mechanisms to defend against those microbes. And she thought, were these super plants using this light activated technology to effectively defend themselves? So she, she started screening countless invasive species for this bioactivity until she discovered the super plant that our technology is based on. And what we've done over the past seven years is harness that discovery into a new oral hygiene product and create an entirely new category of orthodontic servants. So what is this technology? Uh, we've harnessed a natural photodynamic inactivation technology, which combines botanical chemistry with the natural light to kill those pathogens. The inactivation in photodynamic inactivation is inactivating or killing those bacterial, fungal, or viral pathogens. We've patented the source plant-based extract 
which we've formulated into a foam dosage form and an elegant medical device that delivers the precise amount of visible light. We've recreated that gentle daily prevention of bacteria. And by targeting the light directly on the teeth and gum line, we can prevent the colonization of S. mutans bacteria and the buildup of plaque exactly where we want to. It's fully targeted. And that's not all. The technology is not just antimicrobial, it's antibiofilm. So if that bacteria starts to form a protective layer of plaque, we can destroy that too. And that's not all. The botanical extract is completely benign when not activated by light. So any extract that escapes into your mouth or is ingested will have no negative effect on your healthy oral biome or intestinal biome. So let me show you on this slide, it's antibiofilm effect. Uh, see the fuzzy plaque grown on human teeth shown here on the left. It remains intact when our benign extract is added, shown here in the center. But when activated by light, the biofilm is completely destroyed and only cellular debris remains. And biofilm is a big deal. It's not just plaque on your teeth, oral biofilm likely contributes to cardiovascular disease, diabetes, Alzheimer's disease, and other serious conditions affecting human health. So what does this mean for orthodontists? Well, in a phrase, we think we can provide a technology to create perfect hygiene patients or hygiene for your patients and eliminate the headache bad hygiene creates in your office. So let me show you what our product looks like. This is a preventative product, so your patients use it at home once a day for only one minute. Our device is a mouth tray with LED lights embedded inside and a controller unit that sits just outside of the mouth. Your patients use it daily and prevent the colonization of bacteria and development of plaque on the surface of their teeth and gum line. So that's what we've done with this technology, Lou. Thank you, Martin. Dr. McClellan, take us inside the R&D journey and the science that created Phytolite. Thanks, Lou. Let me start with this. It's a simplified schematic of the mechanism of the photodynamic effect. A photosensitizer is a chemical compound that can transform energy states from the ground state to an excited state upon the absorption of light. The excited sensitizer then can transfer its energy to oxygen, which is present in the environment typically, to produce reactive oxygen species or ROS. Reactive oxygen then reacts very quickly with bacterial structures, such as the cell wall as shown in the slide, leading to lethal damage. Typically, the photosynthesizer is not consumed, but simply cycles between the two states. The photodynamic effect was first discovered in the early 1900s, and since then, medical application of the technology has included treatment of tumors, which was mentioned previously, such as in the skin, esophagus, and urinary bladder. Of course, what these conditions have in common is that it is feasible to deliver the photosynthetizer and light to the tumor relatively easily. The use of this photodynamic effect is known as photodynamic therapy. Photodynamic therapy also has been used safely in other conditions unrelated to cancer, including macular degeneration, 
uh, in the eye and psoriasis. When the photodynamic effect is used to control micro, microbial pathogens, it is known as the photodynamic inactivation. It kills or inactivates the microbes. Some therapeutic examples of photodynamic inactivation <clears throat> include the treatment of conditions caused by bacterial infections, such as acne, and those caused by viruses as well, such as herpes simplex cold sores. In fact, the technology we are presenting today for use in oral hygiene has potential applications in these other areas as well. In fact, we have recently shown that our plant-based photoactive compounds have anti-herpes virus and anti-coronavirus activity. It's well documented that plants are great sources of medicines, and that includes photosensitizers. Since plants use the phenomenon to protect themselves from various microbial pathogens. Our active ingredient was discovered in a very successful invasive species of plant known as Japanese knotweed. We process the knotweed to extract active constituents, which include four or five naturally occurring photoactive compounds. Interestingly, <clears throat> we found that there's a synergistic effect of the combination of natural actives, which is actually proportionally more potent than single isolated chemical compounds at the same concentrations. This is a major advantage of using plant-based extracts versus single synthetic compounds. Also, our plant-based extract contains other medicinal ingredients that support gum health. For example, there are naturally occurring anti-inflammatory compounds. I wanna emphasize that Although Japanese knotweed can be very invasive in the environment, it is a very safe and non-toxic species to both animals and humans. This is supported by a long history of use in Asia, both as a traditional food and as an ingredient in traditional medicine. As well, the FDA has designated this plant as generally regarded as safe. This is a recognition of the safety based upon generally available science, data, and principles. Across the border where we're located in Canada, Health Canada has pre-approved Japanese knotweed extracts for use in all natural health products, cosmetics, and it can be used both internally and topically. Finally, studies done by toxicologists have found no evidence of adverse events or effects at very high doses. In the upper middle frame, you can see a picture of a larger, older root from Japanese knotweed. This is shown chipped in the upper right and then extracted and dried to a fine powder in the central images. We studied roots from various locations, locally in North America and around the world, and from plants of various ages, sizes, and times of year of harvest. As shown, we do see variations in color from these samples, and that corresponds to differences in chemical profiles. It's safe to say that during this R&D process, we developed quite a bit of expertise about this plant, including how to optimize the plant material we start with, how to extract the bioactives efficiently, and how to ensure batch-to-batch -batch consistency of the final product. I'm gonna go through some assays that we do in-house. This, this is an assay which we run routinely in our lab, and it's showing that the potency of the antimicrobial effect against strep mutans, which as you know, is one bacteria that is particularly associated with human oral biofilm. In this assay, 
we can assess the antibacterial effect of phytoquin, that's what we call our extract, at various doses versus a negative control and a positive control, which we use chlorhexidine. And we can do that both in the dark and illuminated states. Since the size of the darker odor rings is proportionate to the antibacterial activity, we concluded from these studies that we were able to actually match the antimicrobial effect of a strong drug like chlorhexidine in the middle circle there at quite low concentrations of phytoquine plus light. We have advantages over chlorhexidine though, one of them being that we can direct the treatment to specific areas of the mouth, teeth and gums, for example, and around the braces, which is less disruptive than oral rinses to the oral microbiome. Here's a graphical representation of the antibacterial activity of phytoquine against a couple common bacteria, Staph aureus and Strep mutans. The black bars represent samples kept in the dark and red bars are light treated. Note that as the concentration of the extract increases from left to right, the antibacterial potency increases. That's expected when we see a nice dose response relationship. The absence of bars on the right, such as at the concentration of 0.1 milligrams per mil, which is quite low, uh, represents greater than 99.9% bacterial act antibacterial activity. So essentially it's 100% it's bacterial killer rate at that concentration uh, in the light uh, dose. These types of dose response studies enabled us to find the optimal therapeutic dose of phytoquin that maintains an excellent light activated activity against our targeted bacterial species without overdosing. We also studied whether this would work on actual teeth outside the mouth. We allowed biofilm to grow on bracketed teeth for three days. And on the fourth day, we treated the teeth with phytoquin extract and light. We then repeated this process every second day for a total of eight days. On day eight, the teeth were stained with a two-tone plaque stain. You can see in the photo that there was a relatively large amount of biofilm growth on the untreated teeth, but on the treated teeth on the right, we are close to being plaque-free. We also worked quite a bit in R&D in developing our own in-house assays of biofilm, including having volunteers uh, allow us to collect saliva samples and incubate them in the lab for a number of days to develop a multi-species complex biofilm. Typically, these species of complex biofilms are the most difficult to break down. But once again, the technology performed very efficiently. We can take that biofilm grown from saliva and test various concentrations once again of extract in light and dark conditions. Again, the absence of a bar on the right, on the far right, indicates that the illuminated active treatment completely destroyed the bacteria protected by the biofilm. This was a crucial step in that once again, it confirmed that the technology can efficiently kill bacteria protected in these complex biofilms. We went on to test the technology in a mouse study. We inoculated the mice with strep mutans in the upper gingival area around the maxillary incisors using both a low and high dose of phytoquine. As noted in the graph, phytoquine plus light at the higher dose was able to eliminate strep mutans completely, again represented by the missing bar on the right. At the same time, the effect in the dark was minimal. 
Very important to us was the histological images of tissue treated with phytoquin, which showed that even at high doses, no evidence of irritation or inflammation of the gingival tissue. So the next task after animal experiments was to develop something that we could take from the lab and test in humans. On the left are some very early device prototypes combining a molded silicon tray and LED lights. And on the right, you'll see some concepts that we had for delivering the botanical active, such as a foam, gel, or paste. In the end, we chose a foam based on, the pro based on developing a product that could efficiently deliver the active ingredient, wetting the surfaces of the teeth and gums, and allowing a high amount of light from the phytolite device to penetrate the foam and trigger the antibacterial effect. This is an actual device that we use in our first human study. Uh, it has a flexible LED strip and is overmolded with a soft, flexible silicone. One of the main challenges of device development was keeping the treatment time to one minute while delivering adequate intensity of light and at the same time not causing overheating of the device and possibly making the user uncomfortable. With the help of LED uh, improvements of efficiency, and a lot of investigation into the optimal wavelength that activated the bioactive, we were able to narrow the wavelength of light emitted by the LEDs to a, a light that's in, very intense in the blue spectrum I showed on the right. This allowed for full activation of the photoactive extract with only a slightly perceptible increase in temperature to the end user. We were very proud when we got to this stage, which, which was that we were able to apply the technology in human subjects. This is the first kit we developed with a functioning device foam that was actually given out to patients in our first human study. You can see there's a mouth tray, a cylindrical battery, and the current controller, which is in the upper right, is there to ensure correct current to the device. Uh, as you see, we've made some great improvements uh, in making the device smaller uh, since that time and integrating the electronics. In the study for a placebo device, we actually engineered devices that were similar, but dimmed well before, below the light level where we would expect any therapeutic effect. This is a shot of the modern device uh, and just wanted to touch on the regulatory aspects of, uh, of this product. Uh, the status of the commercial foam, although it's not regulated as a drug. It's produced by an FDA licensed drug manufacturer to drug-like GMP and quality standards. This includes, for example, rigorous testing for contaminants, as well as HPLC analysis to ensure batch-to-batch -batch potency and consistency. We test every batch in our laboratory in a functional test of antimicrobial activity. The Phytolite device is registered with the FDA. It's a class one medical device which is the lowest risk level in the medical device category. This is due to the fact that it delivers only light in the visible spectrum, no harmful sources of electromagnetic, electromagnetic radiation, and it passes all relevant standards for electrical safety. In terms of production, the device is manufactured according to internationally accepted ISO standards, and that includes criteria such as ensuring that all components that come in contact with human tissue are produced with biocompatible materials. So, Lou, that was a quick overview of our R&D history. Thanks for listening, and back to you. Thank you very much, Dr. McClellan. Dr. Hastark. 
You have been driving the clinical studies of Phytolite at the Forsyth Institute and would love for you to share your findings with us. Thank you, Dr. Sherman. Um, this is my um, pleasure and privilege to be here and to share uh, our research results and, and experience with this technology. As we all heard uh, from Marty and Alex, um, uh, this technology has a strong uh, mechanistic background and it, we all learn how this technology works in a laboratory or in an animal mouse. But of course, how we, how we transition this information or this, this mechanistic um, knowledge and technology to, to the uh, oral cavity and look at the uh, human oral health, um, we needed to conduct some clinical trials. So uh, we started with um, a um, uh, pilot clinical trial, which gave us a proof of concept uh, understanding if this technology really translates into the human uh, oral health and improve the oral health of the um, users in, in daily basis. So the, this study we designed, uh, as, a, as I mentioned, is a proof of concept study. It was a single blood placebo controlled because the uh, control group received a, um, a device without a foam so they knew that they were not in the test group, but test group used the device with the foam together. However, to be able to um, uh, exclude the bias from the data collection and evaluation assessment of the oral health, the examiner, the dental examiner herself was blinded to the, uh, the treatment that patient received. So we included uh, 20 subjects and again, this is a proof of pilot uh, uh, design, uh, study design. As you all know, we're not looking for uh, a power here, a significance here, but we were going to look for trends uh, of the test uh, users over the placebo or control users. And we, of course, targeted patients with existing gingivitis and established level of gingivitis with a gingival index of two and above with a high plaque occurrence. We look for gingival inflammation, reduction in gingival inflammation, a primary outcome. Of course, safety was also one of our, as um, Marty and Alex mentioned, this is a safe uh, ingredients and safe formulation. However, we also wanted to uh, collect safety information from human participants directly. So, um, what are the secondary outcomes were the antibacterial effect of the of the product as we all that in the background Alex and Marty gave us uh, uh, information that this product is antibacterial. We also wanted to look at clinical indices of gingival inflammations, which they are the um, uh, bleeding on probing and the plaque score. Of course, if if the plaque were uh, was reduced. And we also look for in the exploratory analysis, since um, we know that this uh, light-induced photodynamic therapy could uh, remove or kill microbial species, we wanted to look at what the, um, the profile would, lo would look like after the treatment. So this is the design of the study. We started the study with a screening and then eligible patients with after a set of inclusion exclusion criteria, they were included in the study as baseline uh, um, visit. 
which we collected the uh, indices that I mentioned, gingival index, plaque uh, index, bleeding or probing. And then we also collected samples. And in the samples, we collected the plaque samples that we were going to look uh, and analyze them uh, using microbiological um, techniques. Um, three day was the uh, clinical uh, visit for just safety oral tissue assessment. And then the uh, seven day and 14 day were collecting the indices and clinical measurements and, and the samples. And the groups were randomized into foam uh, with a device or a, a device that had a lower um, the light efficacy and used as a control. So the results were remarkable. We were uh, interestingly in this very uh, short vis uh, study, which um, was uh, as, as a proof of study, we showed that there is a statistically significant decrease in the total bacteria on the oral tissue and in the supergingival plaque and significantly effective in killing bacteria in dental plaque in the, uh, when we looked at the live dead uh, bacteria levels in an assay that measured live and dead bacteria. Uh, and we sampled uh, different areas like oral tissue in general and swab tissue, uh, swab samples. And we also sampled super gingival plaque, as I mentioned. And uh, as you can see here, the reduction was uh, uh, significant uh, in the oral tissue in overall oral tissue surfaces had less bacteria at the end of this trial uh, and uh, super gingival plaque was uh, significantly less in the treatment group who received the foam together with the device. And the change in the live bacteria with the assay that I mentioned that we looked at live and dead assay in the laboratory from samples that we collected from human uh, participants was significantly less compared to the uh, just the uh, reduced dim light treatment. So what happened to the clinical uh, impact of this um, device? So clinical relevance was very, very surprising as because this, is, this was just a proof of concept study with only 20 patients, 10 each in each group, and was a 14-day trial we, we were able to see significant reduction in gingivitis as determined by the indices that we measure in the clinic day-to-day, -day, bleeding on probing. And um, as you can see here, there was a significant um, reduction in the treatment group uh, and at the end of the 14 day. Um, and the gingival index, which is the hardest um, clinical outcome to reach was also significantly very close to significant level. It's actually um, uh, a very uh, surprising um, finding in, the, in a 14 day to reach such a um, trend and reduction of gingival index in the, um, in the control group, in the treatment group, as opposed to control. And uh, overall, these 14 days of patients that use this product, they had no concern on safety they had no advertisements that related to the uh, product use. So uh, as an outcome, there was no dropout and there was no side effects as reported. And the patients actually in, in, uh, in um, uh, total 
they all um, gave, um, we, we provided them a questionnaire and they all uh, um, re reported that they had no com uh, complications, no complaint, and they did like this treatment and uh, so, and they were um, able to, they find it easy to use, they liked the taste of the, um, uh, the foam altogether. So it was a successful initiation of study with um, high patient acceptance, but most importantly, a significant clinical um, outcome that is uh, that gave us a um, um, promise that this could be a, a product to be used in uh, patients who have difficulty to control their plug and control their gingivitis despite a um, routine a brushing or routine um, professional care every uh, twice a year, especially in the patients when they're receiving orthodontic treatment. And I'm sure Dr. Stewart will uh, join me to, um, to um, uh, confirm this, that uh, it is when, when patients receive orthodontic treatment, uh, orthodontic braces, they had they tr triple or, or quadruple their difficulty of removing plaque uh, from their teeth surfaces or our gingival level. And that's why the um, second study was plan planned for this. But I wanna, before I move in, I wanna show you a very, very um, highlighted finding from a very small uh, sample of uh, size with a, a 16S R, uh, uh, RNA sequencing of bacteria. So what we have done is the 16S uh, directly targets the bacteria in the um, uh, on the biofilm, so we subjected this uh, plaque sample collected from patients into that technology. So we were able to show here that the, uh, using light enhanced dental foam in this technology reduced the bacterial toxicity that uh, uh, related to more of a disease profile in the pathogenic bacteria, if you will, and uh, it and then increase the health, more, more health associated species in the same plug. And that was a, 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 the most uh, striking finding of the study, the first study that we've done, although it is a small and needs to be confirmed with the larger studies, this was a huge highlight of the, um, of the study. So um, with that, I'd like to introduce you to the new study that we are going to do. So we decided that PDI therapy improves oral health within 14 days with a more balanced microbiome. So what will happen in the orthodontic uh, uh, treatment patients? So we have designed the study to do a 90-day study, a three-month study with patients who are receiving orthodontic treatment already struggling removing plaque and struggling reducing gingival inflammation. So that being said, we included patients with existing gingivitis and level of plaque to begin with. So these patients received baseline measurements and um, uh, to, to measure the uh, uh, gingival inflammation, such as gingival index, as I mentioned, or bleeding or probing. We also look for the plaque amount of the teeth. We also take some intraoral photos to check early signs of white uh, lesions, and if, if we can find 
And uh, on the teeth, as uh, Marty mentioned, this, this product may also suppress the S mutants, which cause some decay. And it is one of the problems also in the patients or orthodontic patients receiving uh, braces. And uh, um, so we wanted to also capture that information if we can um, detect it at the end of the trial. So the, the uh, patients received, again, the phone with the uh, device or a control device. And uh, we do collect uh, information at seven days, 30 days, 60 days, and 90 days. We also collect samples for inflammations, which is the gingival clavicular fluid that we're collecting to look at the inflammatory mediators in that fluid. And we expect to have them reduced. Uh, that's the hypothesis. And of course, that we collect the plug to look at the microbial species in the plug and the reduction of those or change into the balances we have seen in the first trial. So this is the um, uh, phytodynamic therapy study with a photoactive dental foam on gingivitis. And it's a randomized control trial, and it's three months, as I mentioned. The patients are 16 to 65 years old, uh, included in this uh, trial. Uh, we targeted uh, a 40 patients, um, randomized 20 into um, control uh, group and 20 into the test group. Our primary outcome, again, is reduction of gingivitis. We also look for safety uh, once again. And secondary outcomes will include uh, bleeding or probing, the plug score, the amount of plug, and of course, inflammatory mediators in the GCF and gingival clavicular fluid that they are very well known that could also be increasing the systemic circulating burden, inflammatory burden that can be linked to other systemic diseases as Marty at the beginning mentioned, like cardiovascular disease, Alzheimer's disease, or diabetes. And we also look for microbial profiles in the plug. Our exploratory outcomes will be wide spot lesions, as uh, we know that this might be a, a very short duration to uh, find out the um, uh, development or regression of wide spot uh, lesions. So, uh, but we will still um, uh, collect this information and hopefully share at the end of the, our trial with a publication or a report. Uh, to our um, community, dent dental, orthodontics, and scientific community. And so far, this is uh, a, um, of course, the study trial is ongoing. I wish we could uh, share the results, early results to date with you. However, due to COVID-19, we were uh, all uh, affected by, by this uh, pandemic as well as our trial. So we had to stop enrolling patients for a couple of months last year. That's why we're delayed to, um, to complete our study. But I can tell you that patients uh, who finished the study already that gave us a survey result, 12 out of 12 participants found the device very comfortable and suiting. They were all, whoever uh, assigned to the foam and the device found the device very easy to use, no dripping, no messiness, and uh, Five out of six participants rated the flavor as great, which only one was good, but good was like a, out of uh, five was four, uh, the, uh, the rating. So it is highly accepted by patients, and we're hoping that results of our study will also show a significant change in the oral health 
uh, improvement in the oral health of patients and will also receive um, acceptance by the dental community and orthodontic uh, uh, community and hopefully will change, uh, will be a tool, an important tool to help their patients in the clinic while they're receiving treatment. And thank you, I will stop here. If you have any questions, I'm happy to answer. Thank you, Dr. Haster, uh, significant findings. Martin, let's talk about the final iteration of the Phytolite technology and uh, how it works in practice. Thank you, Dr. Schumann, and thank you, Dr. Hasturk. Um, uh, as you can see, our technology is very powerful and we take science very seriously. And with this technology, we're providing a new tool and ability to create perfect hygiene patients. Patients that don't get swollen gingiva, patients that don't need to have their wires removed for additional cleaning, patients that never regress while you're waiting for the GP to clean around the brackets in interproximal areas or interproximal spaces. Allowing you folks to focus on orthodontic work and efficiency and efficiently use your tear time and ultimately create great clinical outcomes free of white spots. We want our technology to help you make happy patients and happy parents, which means more referrals and happy orthodontists. We're partnering with you to get this technology to your patients, but because it's a preventative use at home approach, it will only be as effective as if it's used properly. So we've designed it to be really easy. Our botanical chemistry is formulated into a foam so your patients can easily pump the top tray, turn it over and pump the bottom tray. And the viscosity of the foam will keep it in place upside down with no dripping. When you insert the tray, you gently close your mouth, press the on button on the side and let it work for the next 60 seconds. Oh, and we've also run new taste tests on the flavor and we're launching our flavor with watermelon. So we're really excited about that too. And I think we're gonna even do better than the, uh, the mint flavor that uh, Haddis was working with in the clinical trial. But meanwhile, during that one minute treatment, your patients are then free to text, Snapchat, TikTok, brush their hair, whatever they want. They have that free minute. The technology does the work for them. Then they remove it from their mouth and simply rinse it off under the tap. And because it's uh, in a foam dosage form, not a gel or not a paste, it rinses right off. And then they return it to its charger base and done. So we've developed some smart technology to help manage this too, because you know, kids will be kids. The, uh, the, the kids will only use it if they believe it's valuable and important to them. And one of the ways that we can help motivate them is to connect that to their, your patient's smartphone through Bluetooth. And it will automatically send reminders to the patients to get them accustomed to using it every day. And it will send weekly report cards to parents so they know if the kids are using it properly. And if they're not using it properly, parents can intervene. And we've also developed a customized real-time web portal for each practice. So you can see if the patients have been compliant and you can automatically send reminders and warnings if they're not, and therefore give you opportunities to create reward systems and programs to help incentivize proper use. So Dr. Schumann, as you know, we've been working with 
the very best medical engineering teams designing the device and formulating the light activated foam, making it really easy to use, making the treatment really fast and developing technology to ensure good compliance at home. But we also wanted to make it really comfortable and ensure it always feels and looks clean. So we've designed the silicone mouth tray to be really soft with a low durometer silicone and to separate from the LED device so you can replace it every three months. So we have a, a safe, effective, daily preventative approach that is targeted to work on the areas you want to kill bacteria. And we also wanted to disrupt and destroy the biofilm protecting it. And you can get into all the nooks and crannies around the brace brackets and unaligned teeth. And we've created this soft silicone mouth tray to comfortably fit many mouth shapes and sizes for your patients. Uh, and we've developed a really easy one minute treatment for your patients where the technology does all the work and the patients are free to use that time to do whatever they want. And we've built in reminders and monitors to nudge them towards good compliance habits. And you know, this is a new technology with new clinical validation and, and new patents. And we're now manufacturing it here in North America. This technology, uh, Lou, is coming really, really soon. Thank you. Thank you, Martin. Dr. Stewart. You've been among the first to use the Phytolite in your practice. Please tell us about the patient and practice experience and how you see Phytolite benefiting your practice. Absolutely, thank you, Lou. I'm very excited to be here today to talk to you about uh, Phytolite and, um, and my experience. It started in 2015 when um, I was asked to participate with this company. I knew that uh, no technology existed like it and I'm so happy that we've come to the point of bringing it uh, to a, a usable device in the market. So I would say that, you know, the very first delivery, it's, it's easy to use is what I love about it. And I'm actually excited and very proud to offer this to our patients. Um, one thing I like about it is when you get the device, it comes pre-registered to you. So you don't have to enter the data or staff doesn't enter the data. It's registered to your office, which is wonderful. The second, is that when you enroll the parent and the patient, as soon as it pairs with their phone by Bluetooth technology, it's automatically registered to them. And that saves significant time for everyone. The other part is that it allows us to assign a parent to pair with this device, and then they can invite you know, a child. And what we see is that we have a lot of blended families, for lack of a better term, and you can have many parents uh, monitoring the same child. And we find that sometimes when there's more than one household, you now have a consistent message of the patient needs to take care of the teeth with braces on. And we find that moms are just so excited about that. Absolutely. Um, one thing is that the uh, foam does really taste great. And as you know, make or break, if the people like it, it's gonna be fabulous. Um, one thing that we noticed was uh, compliance with oral hygiene. It, it's, it's the white elephant in the room. And that is nobody wants to talk about white spot lesions. You wanna show your best cases, but it does occur. And it's disruptive. It's, it's, it's kind of a tough conversation to have. I feel that this puts the onus back on the patient and the parent 
And you can also monitor it remotely if you, if you want to. And, and of course your staff could do that for you. So I think this device brings something that is technology applied to amazing patient outcomes and really just offering something better and different and a way to take good care of your, of your patient. And like I said, with COVID, we saw oral hygiene just greatly decrease. Um, and that was, that was kind of tough to see, quite honestly. Um, the one thing from a scientific point of view is um, when I went to the Pankey Institute and I was a general dentist for five years, it was always about, okay, we can talk about brushing and flossing and plaque, but it really is about the biofilm. If you ever are able to disrupt the biofilm, call me. Well, here we are. So that's why I'm just excited about it. I think too that, you know, when I was involved in developing this, I would just ask parents about it and say, would you be interested in this? And the moms are just, yes, please. Um, I think that um, what's going on is that patients are staying up later and they're on their phones and forget about the traditional brush your teeth before bed and show me it's not happening. And I think if you have teenagers, you know, like I do, um, you know, that's just not happening. And it's just a wonderful, a wonderful way to monitor that. And the kids, you know, I hopefully, you know, they'll get a kick out of it. Anything that's cool with the phone, if you can TikTok with this in, I think it'd be great. Um, I think that um, the other thing is the science, and that is this is applied to orthodontics, but being a general dentist for five years uh, before, I couldn't be more excited about the bigger application. I think that, you know, we want to take good care of the patient, but you also have people who, you know, maybe not the kids' focus. Um, a lot of the adults who come in, they want to take good care of their teeth. They, most people ask me about bleaching as much as they do about straightening their teeth. And the, the secret is, is if you want to bleach teeth properly, you clean the tooth surface very well and then bleach the teeth. And uh, that's another whole study, but I just see the future uh, with, with this device applied to that could be great. And I think that, you know, if we look bigger, um, the applications in all realms of dentistry, you know, preventing gingivitis, you know, periodontitis, but, you know, what about implant placement and creating a good field? So I think the orthodontist has uh, an opportunity to be the leader um, in developing a device that is going to be, I'm going to say a game changer, uh, maybe a disruptor, but overall better patient care. And I think we need to focus on preventive medicine rather than being so reactive. So, you know, I think we talk about kids, but imagine as adult having that fresh from the dentist clean feeling and that you can maintain that. And, you know, I won't talk too much more, but the bigger science is we all know the oral cavity is a source of bacteria. And there's a lot of good science looking into bacteria crossing the blood brain barrier in Alzheimer's, um, you know, the applications for skin care here, um, it's, it's, it's never ending. And not to mention the retainers and toothbrushes we put in our mouth, you know, polydent kills odor causing bacteria, you know, what's going on and why are we, why are we not cleaning everything? So I think that, um, I think that, you know, it, it's an interesting time. Somebody said to me, well, aligners are going to take over. Um, maybe, but what we see is that even with aligners, we see this sugar getting in between. We see gingivitis, we see plaque. We see white spot lesions, and I will admit it's not as much, but I also see customized devices coming on the market, um, especially uh, clear customized braces where you take the compliance component out. It's fast treatment, and I see that edging into the market. So 
I think braces are here to stay. I think the orthodontist is here to stay. And I think that uh, patient care uh, is only gonna get better. And I, I couldn't be more proud or excited. Um, again, I am the president of NISO. So I, I reluctantly came on this call, but I've been involved with this company uh, since 2015 and I couldn't be more excited. So with that, I'll hand it back to you, Lou. Thank you, Dr. Stewart. And as a fellow orthodontist, I couldn't agree with you more. So just wanted you to know that as well. And uh, I wanna thank all the panelists for the responses uh, to my questions. And Martin, uh, is there anything else you would like uh, to share about the Phytolike technology before we close? Yeah, thank you, Dr. Stewart, and thank you, Dr. Schumann. Um, yes, uh, if you want to be one of the first to access this technology, uh, please visit us at our website. It's phyto-light.com. And once you've signed up, we'll send you the upcoming Foresight cl clinical trial data, and you may be able to participate in our controlled launch at the AAO annual sessions later this month. And uh, I, I just want to thank you all for participating in this. And I'm I really looking forward to seeing you at the uh, virtual show on June 25th uh, uh, and looking forward to it very much. Cheers, everyone. And I'd like to thank all the panelists one more time and also to NISO uh, for this session. Take care, everyone. Be, be well and be safe.